On this week's mini-sode of Body Counts and Beer, we're discussing our favorite supernatural forces. Hello and welcome to another very special mini-sode of Body Counts and Beer. I am Mark Rosenthal. I am Patrick Bromley. I am John Aruni. Happy Halloween, John. Happy Halloween, John. <laughs> Guys, I'm in it. I am ne- this is my favorite holiday, dudes. <laughs> and this this week, in anticipation of next week's episode, we'll be talking Evil Dead 2. This week, we are discussing our favorite supernatural forces. <laughs> Isn't that the Ganon voice? Yep. Yeah, that was good, actually. Shit, yeah. That was great. Yeah. I, no, that was really good. Ganon, Ganondorf. That, that makes me want to go get a, a sword that shoots laser swords and shoot it. Uh, it's called a master sword or in the first Legend of Zelda a magic sword. Yeah. Oh, okay, great. I'm going to go get a magic master sword and yeah, kill you with put it. put all your hearts up in it so that you've got full health. This is going nowhere. <laughs> we'll probably cut this out. Nah, nah, nah. Nah, man. It's a mini-sode. Yeah. Plus, <laughs> I got nothing for that. So. <laughs> hey, Plus, if, you, if you turned in, if you turned into a podcast... <laughs> Where you like to hear thoughts fizzle out awkwardly as we run out of road as we're driving on it. You have turned your podcast to the correct station. Your podcast station. That's right. It's 103.6. The pod. Point six, six, six. Happy Halloween, John. Happy Halloween. Guys, it's bullshit that we don't get a day off of work for this. Agreed. Get that get that on change.org, you hippies. <laughs> the dead are rising asking for treats and we have to get up and go to work the next day. I need to celebrate Samhain <laughs> or Halloween. How they put that stupid little apostrophe in there yeah, like they did in oldie times. Out? Uh, it's an oldie time thing, I think. Uh, like this is probably something Well letters were expensive back then. <laughs> But apostrophes were a dime a dozen. <laughs> oh boy, you you had apostrophes for days, son. <laughs> well, back in the day when the old pulp writers were writing those horror novels, you know they got paid a penny a word, but they only got paid like half a penny for every apostrophe. <laughs> so they used as many as they could to make. But then up. Uh, Bill St. Jones invented a machine that could create commas for free, and suddenly the market was flooded and their value decreased. And all of a sudden, the punctuation stock market crashed. <laughs> and we went through this. We went through the punctuation depression. Yeah. Well, we lost that arcane knowledge of the apostrophe, so yeah. that's why it is so seldom used now. Because we have to, our our federal reserves are running <laughs> low. Uh, because it was yeah. taken over by Big Oxford comma. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking Nixon took us off the comma standard <laughs> in the seventies. Now our commas don't stand in for anything. Uh, oh, then we had to train okay. all of our capital letters. E coming. <laughs> What a burden he bore. <laughs> so, favorite grammatical <laughs> something? Mine's oh. the umlaut. <laughs> Yours would be. Put dots everywhere, that's what I say. Remotely crew. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Patrick, what is your favorite supernatural force? Uh, my favorite supernatural force is definitely the uh, spirits that move through the walls in the Frighteners. Oh, really? Oh. Not the Lord? <laughs> <laughs> 
the king of kings? Oh, uh, John, I said favorite supernatural force, not favorite supernatural false entity. Ooh. I'm sorry, God. <laughs> Don't be mad at me, God. I want to go to heaven. <laughs> oh, wait, is that where I go? Never mind. No, I want to go to Valhalla. Praise be to Odin and his talking ravens mugging and hunting. I will feast with the Valkyries off of the never-ending boar, Saramnir, who is slaughtered and eaten every night only to be reborn, which seems like a terrible idea because eventually you're going to have a magic hog all up in your face. <laughs> so the Frighteners. Well, at least you got the lore right. I don't yeah. If there's a test, you're totally getting in. Oh, Yeah. That's right, Balder is slaughtered and Ragnarok begins, and then Thor and the Hulk fly through eternity in the cosmos. So Patrick, the Frighteners? right. (laughs) I liked them for three reasons. One, the effects were like really, really frightening and and odd. and They would almost have to be. They were also beautiful. Like I thought they yeah. were really like really pretty. Yeah, it's worth noting this was the uh, the last Peter Jackson movie before he embarked on Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Uh, so it's that it is that level of of a love for special effects in a in a very childish not well, not like yeah. childish but like a but wondrous like, yeah. kind of. Well, way. I mean, like, and Peter Jackson got his start kind of along the same lines as Sam Raimi. Uh, kind of Doing making like horror movies. Yeah, oh, man. bad taste B- is oh, great. Yeah. Bad taste or dead, dead alive. alive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's some or brain dead, depending yeah. on your country. Yeah, right. Yeah, but but they're, 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 it's odd and it's beautiful, and both of those things come together in the villain of Jake Busey. <laughs> yes, he's strange, but he's handsome, and he is chewing all oh, the scenery with his giant teeth. Yeah, <laughs> his giant scary teeth. Jake Busey definitely deserves a medal for like somehow, like, being a... Like, he's a clone, right? He's just yeah, a clone right. of he's Gary Busey. Right? Yeah, he is the X-23 to, to, to <laughs> Gary, Gary Busey's Wolverine. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, except Jake Busey never got that Academy Award nomination uh, that Gary Busey got because the Academy overlooks all Starship Troopers movies. <laughs> That's actually in their bylaws. Yeah, yeah. We can't give an award to the Starship Troopers movies. <laughs> One of the things I like about the Frighteners uh, is like uh, the friendly ghosts. Yeah, like the like the blue rubbery kind of consistency of them, and like uh, was it Chime Chai McBride? Mm-hmm. There's yeah. like the disco ghost, yeah. like the yeah. big old afro. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. Michael J. Fox plays a great shithead. It's a good movie. Yeah, he's like the ghost hunter version of Doc Hollywood. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, nice. the ghost hunter version of uh, How to Succeed in Business Without Even Really Trying. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no, I meant the secret of my success. That's yeah, what I meant. That's, that's, yeah. Yeah. Uh, secret of the ooze. The Teen Wolf. Teen Wolf 2, Secret of the Ooze. <laughs> I think that's just, uh, you know, pomade. <laughs> John, I need to get in touch with my ooze, man. I've been getting ripped off this whole time. It's just been Brill Cream. <laughs> that explains why only one dab will do me. <laughs> John, favorite supernatural force. So I, I'm going to kind of... T- it's sort of a pantheon, if you will. Sure. Uh, but I really love the uh, Guillermo del Toro, like, demon kind of sure. forces. Yeah, the weird looking... Uh, like, anything from Pan's Labyrinth, mm-hmm. anything from, like, the troll market scene from Hellboy 2. Uh, there's just something about his sensibilities that is drawn from 
comic books and Lovecraft mythos all kind of swirling around this very unique viewpoint. It reminds me a lot of, like, the evil characters you'll sometimes get in, like, Grinch Stole Halloween, like when Seuss does evil occasionally. The yeah, that famous movie we all know Do you guys and watch, not watch every the Grinch Stole Halloween? Wait, the Grinch's Halloween? He doesn't steal it. It the is Grinch's his Halloween. The Grinch's Halloween? Do you not watch this? This is I watch this yearly. No, all right, guys. Still, uh, as an adult pick up, man. Pick up no. your copy of Evil Dead 2, throw it into the fireplace, yes. so we are watching <laughs> Grinch's, Grinch's Halloween. Halloween. No, that's made up. No. Yep, I got up. it. No, I stole don't. it from YouTube. It's on my <laughs> external hard drive now. Uh, I own it forever. I like wait, that wait, you went to the trouble. Hold on, wait, 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 wait. Oh, the feds are here. Patrick <laughs> no, stole media. No! I just love that it was on YouTube, but that was too transient for you. Yes. So you I need downloaded to, it. You needed to make sure you could have it yes. forever. I had to get in your archives to download it from YouTube. <laughs> I didn't want to lose it because, as you may know, Grinch's Halloween, not that well heard of. <laughs> I do. I, what, I'll tell you what I love about Guillermo del Toro's, like, demony monster types is that they're all almost created from a child's point of view. Yeah. Right? Like, they're Again, always, much like, like, sort of Peter Jackson. Yeah, like, they're, they're, they're like always, like, towering ab- above you and, like, they're the things that children would find creepy. You know what I mean? Like, when you look at Pan's Labyrinth, like, there's Pan himself who is, like, 13 feet tall and just like gigantic and like very baroque and uh, uh, gothic in yeah. his presentation and there's like the creepy guy with like the hands on his eyes yeah. and stuff like that and they all they all fit so perfectly into the worlds that he creates uh, like even Crimson Peak which really only has like one creature effect in it it fits the world so well like it's it's so dripping with that like true gothic and romantic horror. Right, like, it's very clear that this is something that he has a a emotional resonance with. Like, yeah. he legitimately loves this stuff. Like, even like, when it's not loves, scary, it's fascinating. Right, yeah. like, he loves H.P. Yeah. Lovecraft. Yeah. Knowing that H.P. Lovecraft was an unrepentant racist, <laughs> yeah. and had he ever met Guillermo del Toro, would have been like, gross, don't touch me. No, a member of the subbreed. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's God. just... Please remove my trash can for me. <laughs> that is what you're good for. You should be swabbing the deck of a ship for all I care. Although I will say this, Kronos was pretty cool. <laughs> Devil's backbone gave my backbone the goosebumps. <laughs> oh, hi, R.L. Stein. <laughs> Trademark in <and> French. <laughs> Oh man, yeah. Oh, Gamble Del Toro's demons. Yeah, man, those are great, man. Like I love there. There, uh, there was for a while. I think it might still be available, but uh, he puts out sketchbooks every now and then. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah. And they are all just beautifully crafted, yeah. fascinating creature designs in that. Uh, even just like the kaiju from Pacific Rim are yeah. all. B- breathtakingly well-designed. Oh, for sure. He's another one where they're, like, really pretty in an odd way. Like, they're kind of... They're not slimy and gross and really trying to uh, uh, disgust you. They're horrifying, but they're also, like, really artistically sound. It's almost almost like they're meant to cause, like, a sense of wonder. Yeah. As opposed to a sense of, like, like wonder and dread, but, like, as opposed to, like, fear, it's meant to more unsettle you than to frighten you. It's almost like, awe. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Yeah, guys, flavor flames in the house. <laughs> I just got my honorary English literature degree. 
And all I had to do was mail the company five payments of $200. That's how I got my college degree. <laughs> Thankfully, they were all easy payments for an uneducated dummy like me. <laughs> and that's how John got his degree through QVC. <laughs> he bought it from Billy Mays. If you buy enough... Hey, sucker! You want a college education? I'm Billy Mays! And I'm from Billy Mays University! <laughs> I just want a couple sham wells, and now suddenly I'm enrolled in your college. That's that other guy Vince Offer! He's the one who got punched by a prostitute who bit him! Wait, what? Well, no, technically, the he prostitute... punched the prostitute. Yeah, the prostitute bit him, and then he punched her, and then he moved on from sham wow to slap chop. <laughs> and in the commercial for Slap Chop, made a reference to punching the hooker. Yeah. Like, he was just like, I made mistakes, Slap Chop. Look at these nuts. <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah, he really is kind of a garbage That's monster. Crazy. He he made a movie called The Underground Comedy Movie uh, that was only available to purchase, like, by a 900 number on TV. Oh, I remember the, the ads for Yeah, that. and they used to run all the time. And then eventually, like, the movie got, like, popular quote fingers enough that they sold it at Best Buy and I remember I bought it at Best Buy for, for two dollars out of a box like there's oh you know those boxes Gems, of DVDs yeah. and I remember I watched it and it was like one of the worst movies I've ever seen in my life and I returned it to Best Buy and they they gave me my two dollars back <laughs> and I put it towards I put it towards buying um oh what did I buy I bought something like really good um, shit, I don't remember. It was a long time ago. But then a couple years later, they shot a couple new sketches, and they released it as Underground Comedy Movie 2000. <laughs> nice. Oh, man, that guy's a slick cookie. I'll tell you right there. He's a cookie covered in KY muscle grease. Moving on. <laughs> uh, Mark, favorite supernatural force. Uh, there is only one correct choice, and that choice is the Gremlins. Uh, I... All right, hold on, hold on. Before we go any further, Mark... Go ahead and get it out of your system. Yeah. All right, first things first. Uh, Gremlins 2, the superior Gremlins movie. Let's all just agree oh, hands down. right there. <laughs> yeah. It's the closest we'll ever come to a fully live-action Looney Tunes movie. Uh, it's the only time that Joe Dante in his career was given 100% creative control, and he used it to make a movie about living cartoon monsters murdering people, and it's amazing. But what I love about the Gremlins the most is that... Each gremlin, uh, even in the first movie when all the gremlins pretty much look the same, they still all have personalities. Like, there's, like, the gremlin that flashes Phoebe Cates, and there's, like, the gremlins get drunk and they play cards and everything like that, and they throw old ladies out the roofs of houses. It's just, you I know, mean, typical gremlin yeah, stuff. Yeah, I just, what I, I, what I love about the gremlins is that the, the, those movies, especially the first one, are a, like, a worst nightmare handbook of pet ownership. You know what I mean? Because, like, they, they set that shit up as clear as day. Yeah, I'm tired of my pet stealing my pornography, <laughs> yeah. well, smoking they... my cigarettes, and throwing my grandmas out the window. Well, they look, they lay out the rules real quick. It's like, don't feed them after midnight, don't get them wet, keep them, li- uh, keep them out of bright light. And, like, these shithead kids break every... Corey Feldman feeds these dumb shit deep... Monsters fried chicken after dark. Corey Feldman, my favorite human being, as discussed in the last podcast. <laughs> that piece of shit is responsible for all of the bad things that happen in Gremlins. Nah, disagree. He's a delight. <laughs> 
I just love the experience. <laughs> but I, just, I love how like the truth moved. Yeah. <laughs> I just love how like the fir- like the first Gremlins is kind of just like a kooky little horror comedy, and it's fun and it's you know got some great a great score and like some really good performances. But Gremlins two, they just like up the ante so hard, and it's one of the things I hate. Like, I, because I love Keen Peel, and they did that sketch, that Gremlins sketch, where there's like the guy like making up all the goofy Gremlins, like they just like did that. But like th- those were conscious choices, and yeah. that's what I love it. It's not just some goony guy in a writer's room going, "Oh, vegetable Gremlin." Like Joe Dante was like, "Fucking vegetable Gremlin, <laughs> bat Gremlin, electricity Gremlin, girl Gremlin, a Gremlin voice by Tony Randall." <laughs> Although, and then do you want to get to uh, possibly the best scene in the movie with the best? cameo of oh, any yeah. movie ever. So Gremlins 2 has, what I love about Gremlins 2 is like halfway through the movie, the film breaks and we cut to a scene inside a movie theater of people watching Gremlins 2. An usher, people are mad, they're throwing popcorn at the screen. You can see the Gremlins in the film booth through the projector light making shadow animals and messing with the film. The usher comes down the aisle and walks up to who should be sitting there watching the movie but the Hulkster himself, the man who killed Gawker, Hulk Hogan. Oh, man. And he begs Hulk Hogan to set the Gremlins straight. And Hulk Hogan does. The movie comes to a screeching halt in the best way for Hulk Hogan to cut a wrestling promo in the middle of it threatening the Gremlins. And it's amazing! Well, and what's great is he does not, like physically interact with the gremlins he just threatens them yeah he literally stands up in the aisle and points up to the projector booth and he's just like let me tell you grimsters the hulkster is gonna come up there and he's tearing his shirt off and he's doing all the awesome if you were threatened by a gigantic man with huge muscles and a bleach blonde fu man (laughs) shoe i would run for my fucking life and here's the thing the usher knows to go to hulk hogan and he just says mr mr hulk hogan there are gremlins in the projection booth and he says Gremlins? He knows exactly <laughs> what to do. Exactly. I've done this before, yeah. don't you worry. No, that guy's from Florida. He's seen everything. <laughs> Um, I, I just I want to imagine that like Batman and Superman are also in that audience and the usher's like no no we need a real hero here. and what I love is the usher comes up and he's like Mr. Hogan I'm sorry to do this <laughs> like it happens to Hulk Hogan wherever he goes like anytime Hulk Hogan's like at McDonald's like a guy's gonna come out from behind the counter and like Mr. Hogan I hate to do this but we've got gremlins working the fry station can you do something gremlins. well let me tell you something grimsters <laughs> oh hey Mr. Hogan I'm sorry to do this but gremlins have taken over the cockpit of this flight. Is there something you can do? Gremlins <laughs> will tell you something. Like, I just love that everywhere Hulk Hogan goes, like in like the 80s, like he's being accosted by gremlins yeah, are out to ruin he, Hulk Hogan's day. He insulted a gypsy sorceress, <laughs> and this is the curse he must live with. That oh. and, I guess, being a racist? Yeah, a little bit, yeah. So, I gotta say, when you mentioned it, I just noted, uh, you know, moving up from guy, the giant killer to the guy that killed Gawker is yeah. kind of a pretty big step up. <laughs> he, like, killed a fictional, friendly giant guy yeah. to an entire media empire. Yep, yeah. Man. Uh, all he had to do was sleep with his best friend's wife on camera. <laughs> and go into a racist tyrant. <laughs> Oh, man. Are any honorable mention, mention uh, supernatural forces we got out there? You know, I really liked the uh, the straight black with eyes uh, shadow that shows up in the movie Ghost. 
Oh, yeah, okay. Patrick Swayze and Demi Moore. Hold on, I don't remember it. Let me concentrate very hard. Do it really hard. I couldn't remember, but I was able to move this can. <laughs> oh, no. That's a also, ghost reference. <laughs> yep. Also, nah. Whoopi Goldberg in that movie, very possibly my favorite supernatural intermediary oh, in yeah. any movie. Yeah. I mean, she won an Oscar for it. Yeah. I would say that an honorable mention should definitely go to the whatever kind of like force is behind the events of The Shining. Oh yeah, because yeah. again, that is yeah. that is another sort of like mysterious force that has a sense of irony and a sense of purpose. Like it is out to specifically fuck with this yeah. one yeah. guy. Yes, yeah, that's right. Yeah, and it it methodically undoes his entire life around yeah. him until yeah. he is the architect of his own destruction. Ooh, he got his literature degree too. Oh shit, you guys! We all got literature degrees I, now. Although I gotta say this, John, I think you watched the movie wrong because I'm pretty sure that movie is all about how we faked the moon landing. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, it's about how we kicked the Indians off their land so we could fake a moon landing. <laughs> also, I'd like to give honorable mention to the fact that every goddamn haunted boat or ghost ship movie I've ever seen sucked. <laughs> I have That's never true. seen a maritime haunting that was even remotely <laughs> worth my time. They have all blown. So take Which that. is weird because you think like a haunted house is scary, yeah. but you can always just leave it. Yeah. Like a haunted boat should be more terrifying. Hey, look, you can. Look, 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 a speeding bus is terrifying, but a speeding boat? Terrible. <laughs> Nothing. Nothing. So true. So true. Uh, my, I think uh, my uh, honorable mention favorite supernatural force is whatever caused the zombies in the uh, George Romero zombie trilogy, the original, like, Night of the Living Dead. Oh, yeah. Uh, which uh, I guess Dawn is of the Dead, Day, Dawn of the, the Dead, Dead, Day of the Dead, yeah. Like, it's technically supposed to be radiation, I guess, but, like, there's something more at work there. Right, and they, they call them, like, ghouls, I think, in the first right. movie, because they're not, they're, they're not necessarily reanimated corpses. There right. is yeah. some kind of, like, infection or possession that is yes, kind of yeah. happening in it. But, like, those movies are fantastic, like, especially Dawn of the Dead, the original Dawn of the Dead. But, like, just that, whatever, like, causes these people to shamble out of their graves and just, like, lurch for brains. Like, just the fact that those existed and created this cottage industry of zombie things should be given uh, a little bit of, um, a little bit of, yeah, just a little bit of recognition. Because it gave us, really... Weekend at Bernie's 2. Yeah, it did. Yeah, it did. <laughs> the greatest of oh, the man. Weekend at Bernie's 2. Even death the can't f- stop Bernie yeah. from partying down, y'all. That is the final evolution that began with Dawn of the Dead. <laughs> uh, by the way, did you know that George Romero made a sequel, finally made a sequel to Death Race 2000? Uh, yes, and I saw the Death trailer. Race 2050? And yes. the, the nation is like carved up into different like industry territories. Yes. Like there's phone support of Amia. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it looks, I mean, it's exactly like, it's like exactly what Death Race 2000 was. It is a crazy low budget, stupid satire on like yeah. ridiculous like, like sporting events. And like uh, fucking Malcolm McDowell's in yeah. it. Yeah. 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 It looks terrific. Oh, it looks uh. so good. All right. Uh, well, favorite supernatural uh, forces, threats. We've dealt with them. Next week, we'll deal with the Evil Dead uh, 2. Not also 
two, as in there's only two Evil Deads. Um, I think there's like three. There's two, and then there's Army of Darkness. I oh, refuse to yeah. be budged further. <laughs> John, don't look at me like that. Well, what I love is that it's Evil Dead, Evil Dead 2, and then the third one is called Bruce Campbell, Campbell versus, versus the, the Army, Army of Darkness. <laughs> <laughs> they knew which side their bread was being buttered on, sir. <laughs> that was the first of the movies I saw, because when that movie came out, it was in 93, I think, yeah. 92, 93. I remember being at Stratford Square Mall in like St. Charles and seeing that poster of him just like the rip shirt the chainsaw hand yeah. like the girl and like all the skeletons and I was like that is a movie I need to see <laughs> and then my mom was like you are 10 years old <laughs> and then I was like I'll ask my uncle and he was like let's do it <laughs> so for Body Counts and Beer I am Mark Rosendahl I am Patrick Bromley I'm John Gooley happy Halloween John Gooley which is a British slang for penis I think <laughs> I thought you meant like Ghoulie as in like Ghoulies the movie like the little goblin monsters and the Ghoulies go to college. Uh, you're thinking of Goonies and nope. that was not a goblin. <laughs> that was fucking Those Corey were Feldman. real American teenagers. <laughs> no, that John. was Sean Astin and Corey Feldman. No, John, I think you're thinking of Critters. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure I'm thinking of Tremors as I usually am. <laughs> Oh, rest in peace. But I do love, what is it, Ghoulies 3, Ghoulies Go to College? <laughs> well, they've got to learn sometime. <laughs> I love because I'm pretty sure they get their own dorm. <laughs> How did housing give them their dorm? The and they Ghoulies, get like a quarter they room, went, too. They went to PCU. <laughs> <laughs> and scene. Good night. <laughs> Body Counts and Beer is Patrick Bromley, Mark Rosenthal, and John Rooney. Please subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, anywhere fine podcasts are purveyed. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at BodyCountCast, or email us at BodyCountsAndBeer at gmail.com.